TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys on a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys on a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful Thursday here in the fine city of Chicago. Plenty, plenty to talk about in the world of sports. We'll jump off the sports page, too. We got business. We got politics. We got a little Hollywood entertainment, gossip talk. We got to get off the sports page, too. Lots of topics on the docket today, but certainly a big sports weekend coming up. Tomorrow, of course, will be a football Friday. We'll get into it. Uh, college basketball. We can't get too lost in the NFL and forget about college basketball, too. we got to oh, do a little no. meat and potatoes. And as meat. much as I love the football, Coach, you got to give me some college basketball. I'm er, starting to get to the Jones for it. No question about it. we got to get a little meat and not just, not just tipping around the iceberg. we got to get the meat and potatoes. College basketball. Good stuff. You're a Hoops fan. Join us today. We'll take a chunk of time and talk some college basketball. It is the big dog and a coach at your service on the other side of the window paint. Or sometimes called the pain on the other side of the window. Producer extraordinaire David Olson. We are set to go. 53 minutes of the finest question mark sports talk radio we can provide. Big Dog, I expect you to take that question mark off today and put an exclamation mark. I'm putting the pressure on you. Uh, Coach, you know, I can I can handle the pressure. As long as I don't have to be prepared for anything, I can always handle the pressure, Coach. I can always do stuff off the cuff. You are clearly better off the cuff. Because I remember there were actually shows when you not often, not often, but when you would actually prepare and, like, you know, have some scripted things. And quite frankly, you weren't very good. The best shows we used to do together when you were in studio is when you would come in like 26 seconds before the start of the show. No, that was always best because that way I didn't have to smell, smell the cabbage that had been burnt from the previous <laughs> people that were cooking. I, I never understood that like goulash being cooked inside the studio over there at WSBC, but they don't let you do that over there at TalkZone.com. No. No, we like to keep things much better at the new studio. No question about it. We like to keep things clean. However, uh, I will say one of the highlights of the seven and a half years that we worked together at the auspices of WSBC in Chicago was you and Josh the Waterboy Fox in a hot dog eating contest, which well, left a certain stench in the studio. You know, Coach, quite honestly, I thought I was the, the favorite and he was the underdog, even though he was pushing 501 pounds at the one time, and I'm not kidding. We're not yes. making that up. That is probably was what his weight was. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I'm about 210 pounds, very lean. I didn't know he was going to eat the hot dog sideways. Yep. I went long ways like a normal human <laughs> being would. When I turned over and saw him put it in sideways, I, I, not only did I almost choke and die from having a gag in my throat, I actually was... <laughs> I got a little turned on, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I'm watching ESPN's top ten highlights right now. If they were in studio back in the day, I don't know if you count that as a sports event, but that, that might have been a top ten highlight of the day, back in the day. With Josh the Waterboy, for your typical hot dog eating contest, you you know, you go vertical. But he shocked yeah. the world, he shocked the studio, he shocked you, and he went horizontal and easily won the contest. And I remember you were not happy about it at the time. No, no, I'm I'm not a very good loser, coach. Yeah, like, you know, people. Hey, why did why did you why do you not play any recreational sports? Because I don't like to lose. Yeah. You know, so that's basically what it is. Now to break it down a little bit, though, to go sideways in the hot dog, your average 
eating athlete is not able to do that. That takes some practice. So uh, he tried it, and then he retired because he realized he couldn't do it. He realized he could never yeah. reach the pinnacle of greatness. No greatness. question. Now Joey Chestnut has taken over the realm. <laughs> you got to have some facial flexibility for that. You got to have some flex, uh, you know, some musculature stature to be able to put the hot dog inside. Was it was an amazing athletic feat, memorable to this day. I only wish our listeners could have seen it. I don't think there's any video out there. Now, uh, to be quite honest with you, now that we can actually do the show webcast, we mm-hmm. probably, as soon as I, I can actually uh, take the, the family helicopter to the studio one morning, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to do it, Coach. Because I got the helipad up there. It's just yeah. that I, I don't have my pilot isn't here anymore. So yeah, David Olson uh, is a big fan when you're in studio. He's tired of looking at me. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about our listeners, but our producer would be very appreciative if he could come in on occasion. Now, to be quite honest with you, I'd much rather do the show in there, too, and I feel for David. Not that I'm anything to look at, but but still, just looking at you all day long. Yeah, I feel bad for your players too. Yeah. They got they got to deal with you for two hours a yeah. day. I, I sympathize with them as well. What can I tell you? <laughs> I feel I feel your pain, Big Dog. I feel their pain. Mm. All right, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. That's our phone lines uh, wide open. If you want to check in, talk to the coach and the Big Dog. As we said, lots of sports to get to. We'll jump off the sports page as well. Big Dog, tomorrow's a football Friday. But I think, uh, you know, we both of us are high school, college football fans. Sometimes we talk down about the NFL, but the playoffs is a whole different story. And boy, you got two good ones on Saturday, two good ones on Sunday. I'm looking forward to the weekend, my friend. Uh, you, definitely, I'm looking forward to this weekend. And if you don't mind, can I throw something out there for all the fans here at uh, at com? Absolutely. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we're going to have a, a guest from the American Cancer Society, Coach. Her name is Janet Fan. Love Janet. Okay. And Janet's hosting some uh, event at Route 66 at 3330 North Clark. It's 35 bucks, all you can drink, including top shelf. All the money goes to the American Cancer Society. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good event. Well, Janet is also, she was part of the Seattle Lingerie football team. Oh, boy. Coach. Okay. So she has a ticket to the Bears-Seattle Seahawks game, row 8, section 105. Wow. On, for Sunday. And basically, she's selling it to, it's a $400 ticket, face mm-hmm. value. Whoever wants to sit with one of the more attractive lingerie football players that has ever walked to earth, mm-hmm. just contact TalkZone.com. Email me at Joel Redwanski at Yahoo. Uh, whoever gets the highest bidder is going to get to go to the game, sit next to Janet Fan. And if you're willing to pay up to sixteen hundred, she'll give up both for tickets. Wow! So if you like, if you want to go with a friend and don't want to go with a lingerie football player, mm-hmm. you'd have to really cough out the nose. I, th- I thought when you first started out saying, I, th- I thought she was giving up her ticket. Not only do you get to purchase the ticket, not only does your contribution go for a tremendous cause, but you are not taking her place. You are in fact sitting with the beautiful and lovely Janet, the ex lingerie player. Yes, exactly. And, and her name is Janet Fan, Coach, as in P-H-A-N. And, you know, she put up on her Facebook, Uh-oh. I need an ESPN uh, sign that's, you know, that could, that lets, gets me on television afterwards. So mm-hmm. I just put every Seattle fan, P-H-A-N, knows Chicago's going to win. Ah, I like now, that. She wasn't very, wasn't very happy about that. But, you know, it, it's a friend of mine, Cancer Society, all the money's going there. She's donating, basically, all the, the money that she's paid for the ticket to the American Cancer Society. She just wants somebody else to pay for the ticket mm-hmm. because you know, like the girls in her twenties. Yeah, you know, most most people that are twenty five don't have four hundred dollars to throw for a, a playoff game. Mm-hmm. So, and if the Bears win, you can uh, do a little uh, celebratory revelry with uh, young Janet after the game. 
Yes, and uh, she's most likely going to be on the Chicago Bliss next year if she isn't on our airwaves taking over <laughs> the, uh, me on the show, to be quite honest with you. Coach. Chicago Blitz, another uh, women's lingerie team. I think they're ranked three in the uh, preseason poll. Is that correct? Uh, yes, but you don't spell poll like you did more like, <laughs> like you typically do. Oh, goodness. Thank you, Brad. Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Nicely done, Mr. Redwanski. That's what I do, Coach. Beautiful. All right, well, we'll, we'll hope to uh, give away a ticket to a listener tomorrow and help out a great cause. That's very outstanding. American Cancer Society. Nicely done, big dog. It's nice to see. Not only are you uh, looking for a job, not only are you a passionate sports fan, but you're a service-oriented individual as well. Uh, always, Coach. You know, because cancer, like everybody's family in America, you know, uh, my family has been hit with it, too. So, yeah. uh, it, you know, it, when it hits home, you know, you're kind of reminded what a what a horrible disease it is. And mm-hmm. uh, David Olson put up a great post on his Facebook, and basically it said everybody put up uh, on their Facebook what do you call, status for at least an hour that hopefully this is the year that uh, we finally find a cure for the for that dreaded disease, Coach. Mm-hmm. So it uh, kind of inspired me, too. So when, when he did that, I, I went out looking, and the next thing I know, uh, basically I found a $35 all-you-can-drink event, which, you know, Coach, that's, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's so, real. I, I, we should probably hand out a, a taxi service to somebody who goes to that. I, I was going to. We should do. Yeah, we got to make sure we put an ad endum onto that. No question about it. Big dog, if you attend there, I might send a, I might send a limo and a cab, so you have your choice when you walk out. Why well, don't Why don't just an ambulance coach? That'd be much better. That's probably good. That's probably good. Maybe we'll just do a limo, but that has the ability. You know, he's got like the portable siren inside, just in case. That's, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. It's not far from Illinois Masonic, mm-hmm. so yeah, just right down the street. Yeah, watch the Bears win. Thirty-five dollars for all you can drink. Make a quick visit to Illinois Masonic Hospital, and uh, sounds like a heck of a Saturday to me. Well, no, no, the, that event is Friday, and ah. the Bears game isn't until Sunday. So oh. basically, if you do want to watch the Bears game, uh-huh. you would have about <laughs> almost you'd have almost forty-four <laughs> hours in order to recuperate. Yeah. Believe me, I've been to Illinois Masonic Hospital. Unless you are on your deathbed or in need of a kidney or a liver, you're out of there in 36 hours. I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Slight you know, case uh, of leukemia. Don't worry about it. Take two, and you'll be you'll be fine in the morning. Not a problem. A little paralysis. Deal with it. We're Illinois Masonic Hospital, and you're not. Thank you very much. All right. Big Dog, great to have you on the show again. The phone lines are open, 888-463-6748. We said we're going to talk some college basketball. Definitely want to get into that. Number one ranked team get knocked off some other big games. Uh, we'll compare the Big Ten and the Big East. College Hoop fans, make sure you dial it in. But real quick, just looking ahead, tomorrow's a football Friday. Uh, I hope your Pete the Schmo football predictions are a little better tomorrow. But four excellent games, which... Of the entertainment value-wise, which of the four are you looking forward to most watching? Um, well, obviously, when the Bears are in the playoffs, the Bears. Bears. You know, it's yeah, it's as simple as that. If the Bears are in there, but of the other three, looking at it objectively, when Baltimore and Pittsburgh get together, I mean, it's it's kind of hard not to just be transfixed on the uh, on the television. The hardest hitting teams, they play fundamentally sound. You know, the offenses play aggressively because they know they have to score. You know, it's. Uh, those are always really entertaining games. Hopefully, the Jets and it can make it entertaining as the Patriots. You know that that's what you're hoping. Uh, but I would have to say that most likely Baltimore Pittsburgh. You know what I love about this game too. You know a lot of politically correct stuff is said around football. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know it's playoff time, so we don't like them. No, 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 no. These guys hate each other. Heinz Ward, who 
might be my favorite player in the NFL right now that doesn't happen to wear the, the blue and orange of the Chicago Bears. I just love, love Heinz Ward, Coach. And he said it straight up. He's like, obviously we want to win because we want to advance you know, in the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl. But quite honestly, I, I really want to knock the Ravens out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the type of hate that used to get back in the 70s, Coach. Yeah, I, I love Heinz Ward, and I love that attitude. Terrell Stugg said something similar. But like he just he's just so happy that they're going to be able to knock the Steelers out of the playoffs. You know, that's the type of talk that we need in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I hate this political correctness. Yeah, we, well, we, we don't like them because we're playing them in the playoffs. No, admit it. You don't like them. So. Yeah, I'm going to go yes and no with you on there. By the way, Heinz Ward, I agree with you on him. The, the pro is pro. Uh, you're not only an extremely talented player, but just a very classy approach to the game. So I like him a lot. But I'll disagree with you a little bit. I, I, I agree with you. I like the honesty. But when it gets to silly trash talking and you could, you know, sophomoric type stuff, and you could look at the New York Jets, New England okay. Patriots thing that's going yeah. on, that doesn't make me appeal to the game anymore. So honesty, yes, but uh, sophomoric trashy talk. We could do without at the pro level. No, I, I agree with you there. I, that's funny. I agree with you. That I, I like like the, the truthfulness of I hate this team. We want to beat them. If we lose this game, I'll be devastated. Yeah. I like that much better than Antonio Camardi. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady is a blankety blank. Yeah. You know, come on. You're just trying to get the cameras around you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not familiar with Tom Brady. Uh, you know, they're complaining apparently that he. Hams it up a little bit too much after big plays and touchdowns. Brady's saying it's just natural emotion. You've seen more Tom Brady football, more New England Patriot football. I've, I've always thought Tom Brady pretty, uh, you know, classy guy doesn't show up the other team. Have I missed some things, a big dog, particularly this year? Is he doing a little I, bit more of that? I, I, I don't think you're missing anything, coach. Okay. He does the, the, the fist pump and the yell after a touchdown like everybody else does. I don't think he's any more extraneous with the celebration than any player in the NFL, quite frankly. So Okay. I still remember one of the most uncomfortable moments in sports championship history. I still have the picture of Tom Brady, who was the backup quarterback who took over for Drew Bledsoe, led the team to their first Super Bowl. David, you remember that picture? And Brady's on the sidelines, uh, you know, a young Tom Brady, who's a rookie second-year guy, and Drew Bledsoe, he's trying to celebrate. They've just won the Super Bowl. He's pumping his fist. There's like 30 seconds left of the game. And Bledsoe, clearly, how do we say this, was not quite as happy as his uh, teammate Tom Brady. You remember the picture, Big Dog? Yes, I I, I absolutely remember that. And that's right when I realized Drew Bledsoe's a douche. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Apparently, honesty in reporting is the theme of today's show. Yeah, I I absolutely 100%. Because that was actually a theme that people were talking about. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know, because Drew Bledsoe was banged up during the playoffs, uh, actually came in during the, the AFC championship game when Tom Brady got knocked out for a play and threw a touchdown pass. Yep. And supposedly there was like people, like some people were clamoring Drew Bledsoe should come back. It's his team. Other people on the team were clamoring keep Tom Brady there. It was, it was a big issue. And some people were actually saying that Drew Bledsoe was rooting against Tom Brady. They could feel it. And I, I don't think that was the case. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a real big thing. It was, but people, there was like there was a lot of talk about that during the time during that the two weeks of build up to the Super Bowl. So I, that wasn't. I, that's why I remember, Coach. I remember a lot of uh, mm-hmm. there was, a, there was that was a big issue at the time. Mm-hmm. 
Guys, so, you know, it's tough because you want to celebrate with your teammates, but people are selfish, not necessarily in a bad way, but you want to, uh, you want to play, you want to contribute. And Drew Bledsoe thought that was his time and that was his team. And they did win the Super Bowl, the pinnacle of it all. And, you know, here's Tom Brady, the guy taking his place. So I think Bledsoe was happy, but his happiness was diminished. How about Walter Payton back in the Super Bowl for the Chicago Bears? He finally. Finally, the pinnacle of his career, they win the Super Bowl. Peyton's complaining on the sidelines because he didn't get to score a touchdown. So we've seen that happen before. It's um, the team versus the individual. Yeah, the, the, the Walter Payton thing always bothered me. So bothered me too. Bothered. Why? Why? They handed the ball off to a novelty act instead of the face of the team. Yeah, but who cares? You just, I, I just, who cares? You know, Walter Payton obviously cares. Well, he shouldn't have. Why? Why? He was the guy carrying the team for ten years before. Yeah, that's they got fine. Better. The score at the time was like twenty-eight to three. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. Do- no, it doesn't. I no, think it, doesn't. it does. It doesn't. It doesn't. If yeah. it didn't matter, then why, why hand it to you? All I know as a spectator, after many, many years of suffering through Bear football, Chicago Bear football, and I'm talking literally suffer. I don't. I don't take the games as painful as I used to. I used to, you know, live and die with the team, and finally. Finally, after so many bad years, we reach the pinnacle. We win the Super Bowl in the celebratory moment. I got to watch my star, Walter Payton, complaining on the sideline. Took a chunk of enjoyment personally away from me, and I hold that against him still. Well, I don't hold it against him. I do. I just wish he wouldn't have done it. By the way, I don't actually. I didn't know he was upset until like three or four days later. Mm -hmm. So it didn't take anything away from me at the time. And I didn't even realize it, even though Henry Waxter has two more points <laughs> in Super Bowl history than Walter Payton does. I, I mean, I really that. wish you would have given him the ball. I really do. Yeah. But don't forget, that same day, they ran the option twice at the goal line, and Jim McMahon scored two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Both plays were supposed to go to Walter Payton. So yeah. it, it, it's, it's not like they were trying to get William Perry a touchdown and not get Walter Payton a touchdown. Mm-hmm. They ran the option twice down there, and, and Jim McMahon scored two touchdowns. By the so way, it wasn't just William Perry. It was Jim McMahon who scored two touchdowns. To this day, Mike Ditka calls it a mistake on his part. Mike Ditka says it, it was a mistake, and this this show is already a success. Whatever happens from here on in, the fact that we've had a Henry Wachter reference, already the show goes down a success. Big dog, thank you for bringing up that name from days gone by. That, that's what I do, Coach. Long-time Henry Wachter guy. Other people were wearing Peyton and, uh, you know, Jim McMahon jerseys and Singletary jerseys. I was a Henry Wachter guy. I don't – there's a 1 in 99 chance that mm-hmm. you actually know his number. I believe Henry Wachter, 94? Nope, he was number 70, Coach. Ah. Yeah, it's worth a shot. Just throwing it out Worth there. Said. The fact that you know his number is a little bit scary, by the way. Well, uh, I mean, I was I was a 13-year-old boy at the time. I, there's nothing about the 85 Bears that I couldn't tell you. And here's one as a 38-year-old man that I'll tell you. I'm sick of them. Go away. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. As a 13-year-old kid, there was nothing you wouldn't... Nothing you can't remember about the 85 Bears. You loved them. And as a 34-year-old man, seven? 38, Coach. Wow. You had a birthday we didn't know about? Yeah, Coach, uh, we celebrated it. Don't worry. You, you had a blast, but that's really? your all-timer's been kicking Well, on yeah, behalf, we on behalf of all of our listeners, I apologize for missing it. A happy birthday to you and yours. And as I always say, please keep your hands off of mine. I shall, Coach. Thank you very much. 888-463-6748. I do find the uh, – I find it an interesting – I love sports because uh, a big part of it is the emotion, the raw emotion that I see in the game. And, and on the topic we're talking about, I always find it fascinating – 
watching players in when their team is winning and celebrating, but you know they're not getting to play as much and watching that quandary of emotion on a much much lesser scale. I'm watching Northwestern play basketball last night, and they're uh, having a big game against Iowa. They're pulling away in the second half, and Bill Carmody, like some kind of flaming idiot, and I think he's a good coach, but it was an idiotic move. He's got his starters in the game with, you know, 11 minutes left, 10 minutes left, 9 minutes left, 8, 7, 6, 5. They got a 15 to 22 point lead the entire time, and you got a kid, I'm going to pick out one guy in particular. He's the eighth man, Mike Capoche, who's a pretty good player, big dog. I've watched him play this year. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's delicious if you've ever had a football coach. What? Kapochi is delicious. It's Polish food. Whatever. Okay. But, um, you know, so, and Carmody finally, with a minute and ten seconds, takes his starters. I thought it was ridiculous. But just as a human emotion standpoint, I'm watching during a few of the timeouts. Great game for Northwestern. Big win. And I'm watching a guy like Mike Kapochi who knows he should be playing. And he doesn't have to start. But he just wants his legitimate minutes, and he's cheering. But you could see through the body language, the team was winning. He's excited about that, but frustration for not playing. I'm fascinated. That think that'd be the best word with situations like that and watching the emotions of the human being. You know, there are two things to go along with that, Coach. One of them is for the whole simple fact of these guys have put their work and they deserve to get on the court. Yep. Okay. And then also the more hard nosed, more callous way to look at it is. These kids need to get experience. People are going to get injured throughout the year. You better get these guys on the court and get them some actual playing time. So either way you look at it, they should have been on the court. Yep. No question. No question. All right. 888-463-6748. Big dog and a coach. We not only analyze sports, but we uh, observe the human condition, big dog. That's what we do in the world of sports. It can be fascinating, be it a high school game, all the way up to the highest level of professional football. It's one of the things that... Uh, has drawn me to sports from the age six or seven, uh, age of age of eight. Hello. At the age of six or seven, it's what drawed me to the world of sports, the raw emotion. And I continue to be fascinated to this day at the age of, uh, how old am I, big dog? I keep forgetting. I, I don't know. I, 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 49. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I haven't seen you in a while, Coach. I'm just, no. I, I remember when you were spry. Yeah. Well, not so spry anymore. Believe me, the hairline is not, uh, I may have to go one of those hair creation places. I don't know if you have an inside connection, but I might be looking for a deal. Maybe a, maybe a sponsorship deal. That's not bad. Yeah. I we keep... can actually do the hair transplant on, uh, on web. We can webcast it. It's worth a shot. I guarantee you Randy Rose uh-huh. will be doing the show that day. David's going to take the yeah. day off. We could do, <laughs> we, we could do before and after pictures. I keep telling my wife it's the headphones that are pulling the hair back that has that has uh, fast-forwarded my receding hairline. But I don't know if she's buying that, but that's my line, and I'm sticking to it. You know, I think she's sticking to you too, Coach, so you might as well just be honest with her. Mm-hmm. At this point, mm-hmm. I, I really don't think she's going to try to get anybody else, but yeah. unless, of course, you do have a gardener or something like that. We do not have a gardener guy. Uh, you know, might have a cable guy. That's always a possibility. Well, hopefully your cable guy doesn't go out that he has to come over that much. <laughs> There's the exterminator guy. I always worry about the exterminator guy. Now, All I know is I never see him. Women are afraid of chemicals, Coach. What's that? Women are afraid of chemicals. I wouldn't worry about that guy. <laughs> okay. I just, you know, over, over eight years, all I know is uh, once every three months I get a bill, and I've never seen the guy. And uh, sometimes I wonder exactly what he's charging me for. 
Well, you know what? He, I will admit this. If there is if there is some hanky panky going around with yep. the exterminator guy, that's the last one you want to deal with because you'll <laughs> never know, Coach. <laughs> My wife keeps saying, "Pay the bill." Have you paid the the uh, exterminator bill yet? She's very anxious to pay that bill. I'm not quite sure what that means. You know, that's a, I got to be quite honest with you. Out of the two of you, I just assumed you were the one paying all the bills. I mean, she was paying all the bills, Coach. No, 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 no. no. Believe me, when it comes to organization and bookkeeping. Despite the fact that uh, she is a doctorate, when it comes to organization and, the, and detail orientation, that would be me. Thank you very much. If, if she was paying the bills, we would not be watching TV, and our dishwasher would probably be out for the next six months. What, what is your uh, dishwasher's name, Raul? <laughs> no, that's the gardener. Oh, okay, my fault. All right, uh, so the game you're looking forward to most is the Ravens against the Steelers. Obviously, you're a Chicago Bear. But you didn't mention the game I'm looking forward to most. Saturday night, it will be on tape. Green Bay. little DVR, but I think of the uh, the non-Bear games, and we'll throw it out to the listeners, too, which one game, if you could only watch one, what's the one you're most looking forward to of the four NFL playoff games this weekend? 888-463-6748. I like the Packers at Atlanta. I think that's got... Um, Intrigue of a variety of sorts. Yeah, you know, and it's also great to watch the playoffs when your team is still in the playoffs. Yes. So, you know, as Bears fans, we will watch the Falcon Packer game and, uh, you know, have a rooting interest typically. And and I don't ever remember having a rooting interest in a game for a Bear wife and, and not really caring who wins because, quite simply, I have no problem with the Bears going to Atlanta or hosting Green Bay. I think it would be about an equal shot either way mm-hmm. for them to win. But I really do think Atlanta's going to win. I, I, everybody in the world is just handed this game to Green Bay. They just handed it to them. I, that's why I really think Atlanta's going to be ready. I, mm-hmm. Green Bay has, like, really, really, really strong points. But anyway, do you really believe they have a running game just because they got some guy that had a good week last week? So uh, I, I, don't, I just don't think – everyone's just assuming Green Bay's going to win, Coach. I'm, I'm really shocked by that. But I, I don't have a rooting interest anyways. Normally you would think, oh, hopefully that sixth seed knocks off the number one and the Bears get the host next week. I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Bears run around on the inside carpet because they're so fast defensively. So yeah. I sit here. I'm just going to be a watch a game, and hopefully they bang each other up really bad and they go to, like, triple overtime. <laughs> I'm not sure the Green Bay love is quite as much as you're, you're making it out. You might be talking to people of a certain persuasion. I think there is... I agree with you. There's a certain Green Bay underdog. They're going to probably win, but I don't think it's quite as strong as your Peyton. I think the Atlanta Falcons still get a lot of respect. They've quietly kind of flown under the radar, but quietly, sort of like the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Falcons and the Steelers both had really good seasons, big dog, but there wasn't you know, a lot of limelight with the two teams. Quietly underrated, if you could call them that, with their great records. Yes. You know what it is? is, um, There were so many teams that were kind of in it. With five weeks to go, mm-hmm. and you know it was uh, there was a lot of great games. These those teams separated themselves from the other teams in their division very quietly. That's why, uh, and I think so many people just assume the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl and winning it this year. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what it is. There's been so much Patriot love. It's almost like all right, who's going to be the sacrificial lamb of the NFC uh, to get beat up by the Patriots? Yeah. There's a there's a lot of feel like that around the NFL, mm-hmm. and when that happens, typically people are shocked. Yeah, those are the same people that think New England is an automatic to go to the Super Bowl. Those same people were the ones that said Seattle with seven nine record. They were laughing, saying uh, they've got no chance. So, you know, as cliche as it is, one game anything can happen in the playoffs. Are they the best team? Are they the favorite? Yes, but it's not a shocker. 
if the New England Patriots get knocked off by the New York Jets. It can happen. You know what? I, it would be a shock to me. Right? I, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit there. I, I do agree that it can happen, but. I, I would be surprised. I really think that the, the, the Patriots should take care of business, Coach. They should really get it done. So, mm-hmm. All right. Gonna... I'll, I'll, I'll buy into you with the surprise. I just uh, – the shocked is a little bit too far. No, it's 60 minutes. Anything can happen yeah. in 60 minutes. It's yeah. not like they play for a week, Coach, and without a doubt the cream will rise. Yeah. If you, you get the right game plan in, you get a lead – you make teams do stuff that they don't want to do because they're trailing. Next thing you know, 60 minutes later, mm-hmm. the Patriots will have run out of time and the Jets can sneak out with the victory. That, that's that's the thing. You don't play for a week. You play for 60 minutes. And a, a good game plan can beat anybody. Thank you, Coach Coach Speak. By the way, speaking of 60 minutes, I am so good on the DVR and Dave. I am so good on taping games. Last weekend, I watched 60 minutes and 90 seconds. That's pretty good. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Do you still week. watch that? Morley Safer makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Is Morley Safer still with us? I thought he passed away. Oh, that's why I'm probably a little uncomfortable with him. <laughs> uh, you might be watching some of the old ones. Is he, I think he's uh, Morley Safer. With the earrings. Who's the, and yeah, the... Who's the one who passed away? Well, that's Mike um, Mike Wallace. Right? Yeah, by the way, Mike Wallace, fastest player in the NFL right now. Morley Safer still is with us. More, thank you very much, David. Wipe that smile off your face. But Mike Wallace did pass away, correct? Thank you very much. And his son, Chris Wallace, of course, a wonderful, wonderful individual. All right, we're going to take a quick break, big dog. We'll be back with more Two Guys and a Mic. TalkZone.com. Again, the phone lines are open, 888-463-6748. By the way, I read real quick before the break on the Facebook talk. David Olson, you did not inform me a new sports show on the TalkZone.com. Sports and torts? It, it's somewhat new. Oh, it's, it's just restructured. It's a restructure. Yeah. Okay, a little law talk, it's, a little sports yeah. It's, and it's torts. barely legal minus Robin Earl. <laughs> oh, so it's improved. Uh, no comment. Big dog. I think you and me should do a show called Barely Legal, and I don't think we should talk about sports. I'm with you. It'll it have to be on TalkZone.net, Coach. <laughs> All right. Quick break. Back in a minute, Big Dog and a Coach at your service. Dial it up. I'll be back in a minute. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john Cohn and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com and just for the uh, accuracy department mike wallace is still alive too he is he is he's in very poor health but he's alive thank you very much dedication to accuracy on the talkzone.com now, your line is supposed to be big dog when did that start Oh, uh, when did that start, Coach? Thank you very much. TalkZone.com, two guys and a mic. We said at the top of the show 
that we would get into some college basketball talk. So we need to do that. I know we got NFL football playoffs. We do need to do that. But uh, also during the break, uh, Big Dog, your favorite emailer, Cinemax Cindy. Uh-oh. Apparently heard the receding hairline talk. She wants to know, Joel, are you still follically challenged? Yeah, well, not anymore, Coach. I think i got a preceding hairline. Preceding? Yeah. It's starting right. to come back, Coach. Beautiful. Yes. I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't know, Cindy. I, I, was, I don't know, Cindy, but I think that was the answer she was looking for. You, you, you get the right type of uh, encouragement and less trust in your life. You know, that stuff, it starts coming back, Coach. Mm-hmm. Naturally? No, I've been using uh, human growth hormone, Coach. <laughs> Injecting it right in behind the ear on each yeah. side. All right. Almost sorry I asked. Just make sure you clip your nose and clip your ears and get remove all the unsightly hair trim, okay? Uh, without question, Coach. Thank you very much. Let's talk some college basketball. We got any hoops fans out there? Now the time to join us. Big Dog and the Coach, two of the finest college basketball fans you will ever want to talk to. I'm not saying we're the best at talking about it, but I don't think there's two any uh, two fans that are any more passionate about the game than you and myself. I think I can safely say that. 888-463-6748. We got to talk nationally first. Big Dog, the number one ranked team in the country knocked off by Florida State. Not just a football school. Nice win for the Seminole. Yeah, Leonard Hamilton getting it done over there. One of the one of the better or most underrated coaches in all the college basketball down there at Florida State. And, you know, yeah, we call Duke number one and, you know what, Coach? They deserve to be number one, even though I don't think they were the best team in the in the country. I, I look at it a little bit different in college, college football as opposed to college basketball. It bothers me when the true number one isn't number one in college football because it matters so much for the end of the year. But in basketball, with the whole NCAA tournament and all that, Duke was the reigning chance. They had a good team coming back, giving the number one. But I, I, I don't. I'm not looking at it as this gigantic upset like everybody else is. They, they lost mm-hmm. a road conference game to a really good team. Yeah, it's oh. amazing. I don't know what their record was, 14-0, 15-0, 16-0, but we just take it for granted uh, as fans. I don't think we realize how hard it is game in and game out with everybody shooting for you. And you might have a little bit more talent, but those other players out there are also ex-high school all-area players, ex-high school all-conference players, in some cases all-state. But these other teams are talented, and they've got good coaches, and they're looking to knock you out each in every game. And for some of these teams, like a Villanova, like a Duke, and you know, and uh, Pittsburgh, and, and these teams to go 15-1, and 16-1, I don't think we as fans, Big Dog, appreciate how hard that is to do in this day and age. Yeah, absolutely. And then when somebody has a struggle, you know, struggles, they make a big deal out of it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good teams out there. Uh, a lot of good teams, and there's a, it's pretty top heavy. There's a lot of the top eight in college basketball this year. There's some really, really good teams. You talk about Kansas, Ohio State, San Diego State, Syracuse. There's a lot of good teams remaining up there. So uh, it's going to be one heck of a tournament. A tournament. There's no dominant team this year, but there's a lot of really, really, really yep. good teams. Already looking so. forward to March Madness, no question about it. 66-61, we all know that Duke is playing and might play the whole season, who knows, without the freshman point guard Kyrie Irving, who through the first three weeks of the season, Big Doe, he was a big part of the Duke uh, offensive game. He was no lower than the second-best freshman in the country yep. at that point. Yep. Because uh, J.D. Sullinger was the other guy that I'm talking about that was either him or or Irving, that were the top player. Yeah. I saw Solinger play a little bit for the first time yesterday. I have not been able to watch Ohio State basketball, and that's not by choice. I just haven't been able to catch him. I love watching Thad Mata's team play, but I did see Solinger a little bit last night. First of all, nobody age 17 or 18, whatever he is, 
should look like that. He's a grown-up man, Coach. Holy mackerel. Yeah. I mean, that is one big uh, – again, kid could, we said this about Draylon Green from uh, Michigan State. The kid could play football in a, in a heartbeat. Put some yeah, shoulder I'm pads with on. You on that. First, I'm with you on that. First-round NFL pick, but, boy, he is just a beast, and you think he, he looks like a – he looks like a third or fourth year pro. The kid, can you imagine last year playing high school ball? What he was like? Well, and and the fact that yeah, he was the number one player in in high school last year. So yep. yeah, they that Mata, you know, was able. To, it was pretty easy to figure out if this kid can play or not. His brother was an excellent player. Now mm-hmm. you know he's a uh, pretty easy to figure out that this kid was going to be all right. No, coach, I, I can't imagine he. They had to win the state championship last year, wherever he was at. Mm-hmm. You would hope so. Get some skinny white kid at six feet four inches tall trying to front him. Uh, I don't think so. But you could always try. You've heard of the boxing one? Yes, Coach, I have. When they played him last year, it was like uh, the boxing three, or actually the two and three, two-man zone and three people on. What's his first <laughs> name? Jared Sollinger? Jared, right? Yeah, Jared Sollinger. Yeah, his I, brother was J.D. Sollinger. That's so my fault. His brother was J.D.? Yeah, wasn't that really? what it is? Because I was, I, I, you know, I was going to make the comment. I love reading his books. <laughs> right? Wasn't that the writer of Catcher in the Rye, J.D. Salinger? Oh, Salinger, Sullinger, we're all yeah. Salinger. Yeah, I think the author J.D. Salinger checked in about six six two eighty five too. Yeah, that guy just also checked out last from, year. So from everything, he checked yeah. out. Yeah, J.D. Yeah. Salinger is no longer with no us. No longer with, really? Yeah, yeah. And Dang. he didn't write anything no. after Catcher in the Rye, did he? I, I was looking no, forward. No, he did not, and he hated, the, he hated the fame. He became quite a recluse after that became a He became who? A recluse. Really? Yeah, didn't yeah. Uh, didn't want the fame or notoriety that came One hit. Yeah. One hit, and away One he hit goes. wonder, yeah. Hopefully he took his money. And you know what? I, I thought I always thought that was a, a, a really good book. I didn't think it was as great as everybody else thought it was i never really got the point to it either was that was he supposed to go ballistic and just start shooting people is that what it just you just waited for it the whole book and all of a sudden it didn't happen mm-hmm. so i mean could, could you explain to me what was so great about that book i couldn't i, I only read the cliff notes and i found the cliff notes not that very good i was I more mean, I, I was more I, a lord I, of the flies guy i'm not saying i didn't like it but i don't see that as mm-hmm. like the, as great as yeah Thousands of other people have said uh, that book. Was. I would agree with you. Overrated. Overrated. Yeah, no, I agree with you. If you're keeping score at home, by the way, if you're keeping score at home, J.D. Salinger, the author, no longer with us. Mike Wallace, the reporter, with us, but uh, not in great health. Believe it or not, Big Dog, some of our listeners actually take notes on this show. I, I really feel for these people. <laughs> I'll bet you do. Um all right, so we got now, speaking of Jared Sollinger in Ohio State, Duke losing yesterday, number one team in the country. By the way, 25-game winning streak. That's through their defending championship of March Madness last year into this year where they won some big tournament games. Pretty impressive. Extremely uh, impressive. 25 in a row. Don't underestimate. That's just amazing. Mike Krzyzewski and his coaching staff of about 32 play, uh, coaches doing a great job as always. But does Ohio State big dog become the new number one team? You know what? Uh, most likely, Ohio State should be the new number one. Uh, it's going to be either them or Kansas. But if they pick Kansas this week, Ohio State will be number one two weeks from now because Kansas is losing when they go to Baylor next week. Ooh. So everyone's going to be like, oh, can you believe number one lost? Yeah, I can believe number one lost because going to Baylor is awful tough, Coach. Is uh, Lace Darius done? 
eligible? He is done, Coach. I mean, he's still there. He's still there. The guy who dunks over everybody. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's still on the Baylor Bears. Love the program. kid. Love the mm-hmm. kid. Laysterius Dunn. I wish he was in the same backfield with uh, Ben Jarvis Walker. What's the guy's first name? Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Yeah, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. So you could have Lace Darius Dunn and Ben Jarvis Green Ellis in the same backfield. Or if they were in the, he was in the same backboard as AC Law the Third. Yeah. Of uh, Texas A&M fame a couple yeah, years yep. back. Absolutely. We just saw uh, what? Who was another third player that we saw? Oh, Ver. Oh yeah, for Indiana, taking on Northwestern, they had Verdell Jones the Third. Why is oh, there yeah. no seconds? You, you either have the original or the third, but what happens to the second guy? I never understood that. Well, you're going to, I guess, you have to ask uh, Verdell Jones Jr. I don't, I don't know if he was any good, Coach. Didn't have the jump shot that All his right. son had. Verdell right. Jones the third, by the way, from Champaign. Yes. Should have went to Illinois, so where he'd be still sitting on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other games yesterday in college basketball. Again, you want to talk some hoops with the big dog and the coach. Now the time to do it. Syracuse knocks off St. John's 76-59. to Another team, big dog, I think we take for granted. Jimmy Beheim and his coaching staff, an amazing job year in and year out. I mean, they've been really, really good for a long time and quietly this year. Very quietly, moseying along with, what, a 15-0? Are they undefeated? There are, they have one loss, I'm pretty sure, Coach. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, but I don't know, no, they're still undefeated, I think. I'm pretty sure they're undefeated. They're, think, they're like they're like fourth or fifth in the country, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're undefeated still at this point. Yeah, yeah. beat St. John's yesterday, 76-59, and, you know, he keeps getting new players each and every year, kind of quietly, but Syracuse is just a dominant program once again. Jimmy Beheim, uh, you can flat-out coach, Big though. you got to give him that much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Year in and year out, they're, yeah. they're good. I mean, heck, they... You know, he's won a national title in 03 over there. And, yep. and I think it's, it's kind of the fact they get so many great athletes. He always seems to get like team orientated guys. Mm-hmm. He really does get like a lot of good quality kids into the program. And they also play a defense that nobody else in the country plays. Yep. So it, it kind of, you get that like that trifecta of every, like the surprise two, three matchup zone defense that they just play perfectly yep. and nobody else plays it. So it's like saying, you know, well, the, the zone is obsolete, and that isn't the best defense. Yeah, maybe you're right, but when you're the only team that runs the the, the triple option, and if you happen mm-hmm. to have just as good athletes as everybody, you win a lot of games. It's the same way. You know, maybe the two three zone isn't all that impressive, or it's not that the best defense. But if you're the only one who plays it, it messes teams up. It's a good point. It's a good point. I've uh, I've installed that about two three years ago with the girls basketball team that I coached, the Syracuse two three zone. They've got a few different little. Uh, uh, angles or specifics that they do in their zone that other teams don't. And let me just say, Big Dog, the zone works a lot better when you've got a six-six African American guy at the point as opposed to a five-foot-three-inch white girl. Just going to say that right up front. That that is, I can understand that, Coach. <laughs> and by the way, uh, Syracuse is undefeated. Yep, they're seventeen and zero, and their next two games are at home against Cincinnati. A tough game, real tough game. And then uh, they go to Pittsburgh. They will not be undefeated that's, by the end of the week. That's the next team on my docket. Thank you very much for bringing out the schedule. Pittsburgh, another tremendous coach, very underrated. Jamie Dixon, Pittsburgh beats Georgetown yesterday. The Big East, just a battle, top-heavy. Top eight or nine teams are all legitimate top, 
You could even say, forget about top 25. They're all almost top 15 teams. I said almost. Pittsburgh, 72-57. Ashton Gibbs, their big scorer. I think he had 22 points yesterday, 16 rebounds. Big deal. I haven't seen Pittsburgh play, but they're like Syracuse, another powerhouse team if you watched them play this year. Yeah, I have watched Pittsburgh play this year. As a matter of fact, I saw them play in the UConn game uh, about was about two weeks ago where uh, uh, Trimble just went off for UConn, but they wasn't able to get the winning bucket. It's, Pittsburgh's a very good team. And uh, Jimmy Dixon, they always play like uh, like the Michigan State style is the best yes, way that I could uh, I was just thinking about that. Yep. Pittsburgh. Vicious. They, they, they're tenacious D. Yep. Smart with the basketball. They fast break when they can. They try to push it. But, you know, they're a fundamentally sound, we're going to do the little mm-hmm. things type team always, year yeah. in, year out for Pittsburgh. And you forgot what aspect of it, too, that Michigan State does so well, too. Even though they don't have the 6'11", 7-footers, they rebound with tenacity. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. that's what it's all about. Force the bad shot, rebound, get on the fast break. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, where, you, where you talk about Duke, it's like all about, like, perfect execution, help side defense. You know, but we're going to execute perfectly. We're on we're on offense. You know, like with the, with the motion offense. There's always different little schemes. Everybody wants to rebound. Everybody wants to play good defense. Everybody wants to to push it. But there are different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are different ways that you know people coach it up. All right, another Big East game uh, last night. We said we'd talk some college hoops, meat and potatoes. That's exactly what we're doing. Take a bite of the meat, bring some potatoes with it, and let us welcome the Villanova team, the Villanova Wildcats, to the picture. They beat Louisville yesterday, 88-74. to Corey Stokes, their All-American guard, they're 15-1 again. Another quietly tremendous team. And, Jay, don't call me George Clooney right. Similar to Jamie Dixon, one of the best coaches in America, Big Dog. They've been good for a long, long time at Villanova. Yeah, very. It doesn't always seem like he's up for a bigger job, and he always stays. I mean, maybe well, people realize he's staying there. You know, and I don't know basketball, out. you don't get that much bigger than Villanova. A, a little, a little yeah. bit, but you know, Villanova, you're you're close to the top. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. And uh, now with, uh, but we're going to find out how good of a coach he is because Scotty Reynolds is finally gone. Yes, Scotty Reynolds, one of the best college guards over the last yeah. four years. He's four out of that system. Boy, Scotty Reynolds played. I think he played like nine years. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay, that, that's not so impressive then. <laughs> yeah, but it's impressive that they're winning without him now. Yeah. yeah, Corey Stokes is an NBA guard down the road too. But Villanova, boy, I'd love to go to a Villanova game. You know, one of the places I have never seen a game at that I would love to. Maybe you and me, Big Dog, could take a trip at the Palestra, the home site of LaSalle. That's always now, uh, one place I just always wanted to see a game at. Well, Coach, let's go to the when they play St. Joe's. Yes. Oh, that I'm was, sorry. Yes. What did I say? The home site of? LaSalle. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Palestra. Do I got the right place? That That's the cool atmosphere, right? Well, hopefully you're not thinking of the Spectrum in Philadelphia. I don't know. That's the big. No, no. The Palestra is the old one with tradition. Okay, so right? we'll go when they're playing. LaSalle taking on St. Joe's. Yes. Coach. That's what I'd like to see. Okay. I've heard I've heard that you got to experience the play. That's one and another one that doesn't get enough notoriety is the pit. And is it New Mexico or New Mexico State? I'm pretty sure the pit is New Mexico, coach. That's another place I would love. Because which, which, it's the game. New Mexico Aggies, right? New Mexico State Aggies, isn't that right? Yeah. New Mexico is, is the Lobos. That State is definitely is the, the Lobos because it's wherever the most Lobos plays. Because I, I, I haven't because I, I, I that's how I used to go to sleep last year. Is I'd watch Pac-10. WCC Western Coast Conference uh, basketball, and I would also, you know, a lot of a lot of whack. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah, the pit is one of the hardest places to play in all the college. All right. well, those, those, those are two places. Maybe when the two of us retire or if the TalkZone.com ever puts us both uh, on vacation suspension at the same time, we can take a trip. Maybe drive cross-country together, you and me. The Palestra, a little 48-hour drive, and then we watch a game at the uh, at the pit, and I'll be a happy man, big dog. Yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. We'll drive there together, so we'll get in the car. And we'll drive yeah. to O'Hare. I'll get, I'll get on the plane, land in New Mexico, <laughs> and then you'll pick yeah. me up from the car and we'll go to the hotel. Yeah, I don't know about you and me on a road trip. That might not be such a good thing. You're right about that. I don't, well, I don't know. If you put a mic between us, we'll be fine and just yeah. create it like a, a radio show the whole time. But if we actually have to hang out together. Yes. Yeah. Five you know, days a week. Comes out. Five days a week, one hour a day on the uh, internet airwaves here. Not a problem. 48 hours of driving together on a road trip could be a problem. That's, that's certainly could be a certainly true. Yeah, there is a new product on the market, Big Dog. It's called soap. Just want to remind you of that. Well, maybe one day you'll use it, Coach. Thank you very much. San Diego State beat the UNLV. You mentioned San Diego State earlier in the show. Uh, they lost their football coach, Big Dog, but their basketball program is cooking. Are they again another team? I've just seen highlights, but uh, the experts are telling me San Diego State for real. Yeah, because they have a, a pretty big front line coach, and that that's always the difference. You know, you can get like the St. Joseph team from like four years ago that had all the guards and stuff, and and people like, oh yeah, they're cute, but you have to have the big front line in order to really be taken seriously. Yeah, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's typically how the big guys look at it, and and they have, I guess they have a power forward that is going to go to the NBA, so that usually helps if you got the size up front. All right, some good college hoops last night. San Diego State, by the way, defeating uh, UNLV. Not a bad ball club. 49, I think it was 40, 55-49. Good defensive battle. Their record right now, 18-0. and They're the winningest team in the country. Big dog, real quick, locally, you had uh, Ohio State knocking off Michigan here in the Big Ten. you got to throw some kudos. My Northwestern Wildcats bounce back two in a row. Knock off Iowa. Iowa, by the way, not very good. No, they're bad. This is the worst <laughs> Iowa team in a long yes. time. But you got to take advantage of those wins. It's, it's, when they're in the Big Ten, if you have a chance to step on somebody's throat, you better do it because the wins aren't going to be easy in, in the conference. Coach, so, yeah, congratulations to Northwestern mm-hmm. getting it done. Yep. I'm going to root. For, I've always liked Iowa basketball. I'm going to root for them to come back. The Big Ten is a better place when Iowa basketball is competitive. But uh, and David Olson, you I think most people are more worried about Indiana getting back on top than they're worried about Iowa getting yeah, back on you top. You know what? I'd rather uh, – Indiana was on top long enough. That, uh, you know what? I'll take both of them back. You're right. Because Indiana – what else do they have to cheer about in Indiana but basketball? But I've always had a special place in my art for Iowa hoops. But uh, well, Dave – if you think about the Big Ten right now, Coach, I mean, I don't know if it's as good as it was in the early 90s when it was like the, the Big Ten was at, at its pinnacle when it got every single NBA player to go there. But if you think about it, Michigan, Iowa, and Indiana are the three worst teams in this conference. And who would have thought if those three teams were down that uh, the Big Ten would be vying for the best conference in America with the Big East right now? Uh-huh. I mean, really, if you think about it, those are the three worst teams in the Big Ten. <laughs> Iowa, Michigan, and Indiana. The other eight are all battling to get into the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I, I would put Michigan a slight step ahead of the other two teams, just just on raw talent. But you're right. Those those three are probably the bottom feeders right now. And uh, not too long in, in recent memory, Big Dog, when those three teams were right near the top of the Big Ten. Yeah, it's half in the country. Yeah. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Things go cyclical. Remember that. At any level, high school, college, or pro, you know, don't crow too much when you're on top because at some point 
you're going to be on the bottom. And don't panic too much if you're on the bottom. Be patient. Keep working hard because things will change. We've seen that over and over again. I was going to say the uh, finding Iowa hard to root for because uh, their new head coach, Fran McCaffrey, a yes. dead ringer for uh, Mitch McConnell, who is arguably one of my least favorite politicians right now. Who's Mitch McConnell? Yeah, he's the what would you call him, David? He's Barack Obama's thorn in the side, leader of the Republican well, Party. Yeah, Was he senator many. from Kentucky or? Oh, okay. But he's one of the you could say one of many, but he's one of the leaders. He's like the first to take any jab at Barack that you can. But that's that's a sign. Fran McCaffrey, by the way, has already aged about eight years in the two months he's been the Iowa coach. Man, the man does not look well, big dog. He makes more than the governor, so we shouldn't worry too much. <laughs> Good point. Yes, sir. Senator from the uh, Senator from Kentucky, and he's the minority leader in the Senate. Yeah, well, was good. Keep him in the minority. Why is he the minority leader when the? Oh, that's right, the Senate. Is yeah, Senate, Democrat. Senate, not the House. Yeah, barely, barely. We gotta, we gotta keep our Democratic senators healthy, David, because uh, a little food poisoning here or there, a couple of diseases, and we it could be a Republican-dominated majority as well. Next two years are going to yeah. be very interesting. Big Dog, I know our show is cast over the Internet to seven different continents. We're a worldwide show here, but on a local front, I don't know if you saw the paper today or not, but your taxes just went up, my friend. Yeah, thanks to the Democrats, by the way. What do you think you're about gonna, that? If you're, if you're going to be you know, talking about uh, the all I know is this, is that of the top seven uh, states in the United States that actually had increases in their population, all of them have the the lowest uh, income taxes. So it's just basically what's going to keep on happening here. You keep raising taxes in the state of Illinois. We'll keep on getting people moving from good states to, to this state because they know that they'll be taken care of by the government. We keep on losing people that are productive to states like uh, yep. Texas. And it, it, this state is ridiculous, yeah. Coach. And if it's only 1%, that's a gigantic increase. Throughout, that's basically for the average taxpayer in the state of Illinois. It's about three hundred bucks a year, mm-hmm. which means that instead of them going out and maybe buying something with that, it just goes into more the, the coffers of these people who don't spend it wisely. Mm-hmm. To your point, by the way, Wisconsin and Indiana are like actively recruiting not only Illinois citizens but more importantly Illinois businesses. They're jumping on the bandwagon. You know, on the other hand, though, every politician—why are you looking at me like that? Every politician that voted for a tax increase—it's not. A popular thing to vote for, Big Dog. It's not going to help them get votes. Pat Quinn's comment, our fine governor, was sometimes the the right thing to do is not popular, and sometimes the popular thing to do is not the right thing to do. So did the politicians do what had to be done so the state doesn't go under, even though it actually personally is going to affect them and their chances to get reelected? Well, uh, well, maybe they should have sat down and figured out something else to cut out of the budget. It's, it's, why is it always the, the tax people? Why is it always the working people that have to pay for it? Why do we have to have so many programs for people who don't deserve money? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I would have, I would have felt better. And again, we're kind of getting localized here in Chicago area. I would have felt better about the tax increase if before that they would have written in specific, strict rules on how they're going to cut the budget, how they're going to fix things, get rid of the overbearing pensions that are being given out now. 
you know, so do that first and then say, okay, now that this is in law, here's how we're going to cut back. Hey, sorry, but we need to at least do a temporary tax increase. That I could have bought into, but uh, that's not what happened. Yeah, don't, don't you like it? Somebody tells somebody, hey, I'm going to retire. Well, you know what? I'm going to promote you. And next thing you know, their $80,000 a year pension turns out to be $120,000 a year pension. Yeah. And the guy who uh, yeah. gave you that raise, well, you kick him back ten grand yeah. for the next couple of years. Who's That's, paying for that? Yeah. The Illinois taxpayers. That's exactly what's been happening. You painted the picture beautifully. Coach. Little sports guys talk politics here. Very very proud of you, Big Doe. With all you got you're going on in your life, you're still up on... Uh, Entertainment, politics, and business. Very impressive. Well, what are you What are you talking about? My ex-wife was involved in that. She's like, oh, that's what we're going to do. That's what. Don't worry. You, we don't have to worry about saving too much money now because I'll get a ridiculous pension. Words right out of her mouth. So mm-hmm. they know what's going to These people plan this for like 20, 30 years. If we actually pull that out, oh, my goodness. The, the government workers would be totally mm-hmm. up, you know, what's creepy. Yeah. Well, make a note so, of that. Maybe you should reconnect with your ex-wife when she's like 59 <laughs> and ready to retire. Oh, man, that's not a bad idea. That's a real bad idea. I'll find a new one. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. By the way, how is uh, you had a recent relationship uh, that sounded like it was on the up and up? Is the arrow still pointing up? I don't know, Coach. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I feel some hesitation there. We we should probably just leave the relationship off the... Off the airways, I'm thinking right. right now. All right, final question for you, Big Dog. If I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? At full speed. <laughs> All right, hey, Football Friday tomorrow. Speaking of full speed, Big Dog, beat the small football predictions. We'll break down the NFL, and then we'll just break down, okay? Sounds good. Beautiful. Big Dog signing off. We want to thank everybody out there for listening. Join us tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Don't be late. David Olson, our producer, great job as always. Have a great day, everybody.